Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights, conversations exploring network transformation through interviews with industry experts. Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights. My name is Allison Klein. We're coming to you live from SDN NFE World Congress in The Hague, and I'm delighted to have two industry experts with us. Phil Claddy, Senior Product Manager for Service Providers at F5 Networks, and Shai Ney, Senior Solution Architect at Cloudify. Welcome to the program, gentlemen. Hi, thank you for having us. Hi. So, Shai, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself first and talk a little bit about your role at Cloudify. Uh, okay, I am from Cloudify. I'm a solution architect. I work a lot with service providers as well as with enterprises. And we see different challenges. Now, the, everyone talks about multi-cloud, Kubernetes, uh, how you orchestrate workloads, workloads at scale. And you have to do it very dynamically because Kubernetes is a very dynamic environment. Workloads pods can come and go provisioned and terminated in uh, sub-seconds. And you need to know where to place them, how to manage them, how to actually orchestrate all the life cycle of each one of the workloads. Uh, workloads need to talk between themselves. One workload could be on-prem, another workload could be on the cloud, AWS, Azure, etc. The communication should be secured. You cannot do it manually anymore. Everything should be automatically orchestrated with orchestrator that is very modular and dynamic because the uh, problem changes and that surprises me that when I come to a new telco and I'm faced with a new challenge, I can see that I can do it with Cloudify. Cloudify is actually based on Tosca Orchestrator. Tosca stands for Topology and Orchestrator for Cloud Applications. So you define nodes and connections and relationship and you can define lifecycle uh, actually operations between them and it's very modular to actually create a new scenario. So thank you for that introduction. Phil, do you want to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about F5? Sure, yeah. So I'm Phil Cloudy. I do work in service provider product management at F5. F5 has a suite of products, many of which are sold across enterprise and service provider in terms of security and access control and traffic management and application delivery. And then we have few things that are specific to service provider, like some policy enforcement products, some of our carrier grade NAT, some of the extensions on those functions. And we've been looking a lot at where networking is going with service providers. I started doing virtualization a while ago when I worked at AT&T and for AT&T, and we launched the first virtualized network function in 2011-12, and that was before there were standards. But the next stage is really containerization, and that really means Kubernetes. Mm -hmm. And so we've been looking at ways to fill in some of the gaps in Kubernetes and make it carrier-grade. So, Shai, you started to describe some of the challenges of delivering cloud-native multi-cloud orchestration to communication service provider arena. I come from the data center arena, and I'm very comfortable with Kubernetes as it applies to computing, Tell me about the difference as you see multi-cloud instantiation within comm service provider environment versus a traditional data center. Okay, in traditional data center, you already have the different tiers. You started with three-tier application, web, application server, database, then you move to, you break the monolith, and you now you move to containers. You have challenges with containers, who talks to whom, and they create all this network and security. That's one challenge. But when you go to a service provider, you have many more protocols. You have SIP, you have diameter, you need to work at scale. Everyone that is connected, I'm connected to the network, is connected. I am vulnerable uh, with my phone to malicious code on the phone. 
I can infect the others, so how do I block it? So for that, F5 has a nice tool for doing the DDoS protection as well as the firewall. And you need to think about the all problem as an end-to-end. You have a scaling problem. That's one thing. You have many locations, not one location. So you need to orchestrate at scale. So we came up in Cloudify with a new product that is called Spire. And Spire is not just one manager. It's a manager of managers. Mm-hmm. You can have a actually national manager and regional manager. And like this, you can manage at scale. At now let's look at the 5G and the Mac and all this stuff. So you need to have local managers, which will be responsible to different local clusters of Kubernetes. You need to have a, actually a higher manager. And if you want now to run a workflow that will be actually executing deployments on different things, you can tag the different regional managers or even a level below it. And you can run work from the central manager at once. So you want to control it from one central place, but to make it distributed. Another challenge is the connection and the networking. When you establish actually workloads between multi-clouds and service providers are going this way, so they're going to use Azure and other, uh, so you need to make all the connections first. You have to create a connectivity. After that, you have to make it secure. And you have lots of IP addresses, and IP addresses are very dynamic. How do you manage this? You go to work with tags and need to know who are your users and when they are allowed to connect, etc. Now, Phil, you said you worked at AT&T, and you can see the value of cloud-native implementations from a comm service provider perspective. Why is this such a compelling technology from a business perspective for them? And what are the underlying challenges? You know, We've heard about some of the things that Shay's laid out in terms of the core capabilities that are needed, but what are the underlying challenges in the way that multi-cloud orchestration represents versus how comm service providers traditionally manage their networks? I think the question you asked, Shai, is actually one of the key questions, which is how are service providers different? You know, we had the same problem when we moved to virtualization. Virtualization was really created to virtualize compute. And so when we moved to virtualizing network functions, you know, the service providers who are five nines, suspender and belt kinds of thinkers who are delivering the fundamental networking created their own standards for Etsy, et cetera. As you move into Kubernetes, again, all of the future technology in in service provider is really based around containers. So when you're talking 5G, when you're talking network edge, when you're talking their digital transformation, et cetera, et cetera, it's all in containers. And really the platform for that is Kubernetes. But Kubernetes was not designed for service providers. It was really designed to obfuscate networking. It was designed for developers. We had one of the original team from Kubernetes come speak to us and we started asking him all these detailed questions about networking. And he basically said, look, you know, our guys knew enough TCP IP to put it together. And if you take a look, for example, one of the things that we demoed was our container ingress service, where we take our big IP product and we instantiate it as an ingress into Kubernetes. Your standard ingress is like an L4 or an HTTP load balancer because it's really made for those kinds of workloads. But we're able to understand things like a diameter protocol, which is very challenging because of the way that it comes into a single peer, the kinds of topology hiding you need when you have these small workloads distributed through a cluster. And so there are very specific needs that service providers have, and that's what we're trying to focus on. Shay, how have you bridged at Cloudify between the world of data center computing and and comms and delivered 
a solution that will work in this environment? Yeah, it's a very good question. Actually, the Cloudify origins come from the data center. TOSCA stands for Topology and Orchestration for Cloud Applications. So we were actually developing this product initially for data centers. So we work as well with enterprises, large banks, and after that, we came the NFV world and the containerized world and all this stuff. So Cloudify is very modular. So we created actually additional types and additional plugins. Cloudify is composed from core, core engine and plugins to access different APIs. So we created additional stuff. And on top of it, we enhanced the core and we supported the, all these standards with the Tosca NFV and supporting many service providers. Now, as I said before, it's very challenging, but Cloudify, because it's modular, it allows us to add things on the fly, and the future unexpected scenario is always challenging, but I haven't seen any scenario that we couldn't accommodate. So we extended the core and supported this vertical of service providers. Now for them, on the business side, it's very exciting because with a click of a button, they can introduce a new service, check it, see if it makes sense from a business point of view, and change it on the fly. So they can add additional stuff. So we work with service provider that we created a portal, and on this portal, we created security services, and he now delivers this to his clients. So uh, let's say if you have a client, the client wants to onboard his offices across the country. So he goes, creates the offices, creates the services like a basic firewall, then advanced firewall, a malware detection, etc. And everything with a self-service portal. Now F5 has obviously done a lot to drive the performance and latency characteristics in a Kubernetes environment that will make it play for comp service providers. You talked about container ingress service as one example. How has the approach been in terms of utilizing your networking background within this environment, and where are we today in terms of those capabilities? For us, it was kind of natural. At F5, our founders really kind of invented load balancing. And if you think from that point of view that we started in front of all of the servers, you can think of the way that we evolved to do all of the things that you do at the front end. Mm -hmm. So we front end, you know, I don't know, 450 of the Fortune 500 companies, right? And we're always at the front. We're doing the firewall. We're doing the load balancing. We're doing the traffic steering. We're doing the access controls, et cetera. And if you think about what container ingress is, that's exactly what it is. And when you throw in the ability to understand, again, diameter or SCTP or some of the other carrier-specific protocols, you can see that having that ability to receive those and then load balance them or even steer traffic away from Kubernetes or to be a firewall in front of Kubernetes. You know, in a carrier situation, you really cannot trust so many things on your network. You can't trust a single one of the devices, but you can have other things infected inside your network. And so they really need to worry about securing from end to end, not just at a firewall to the outside. And so having that security also in the container ingress is, is super key. Shay, when you look at what we're doing here at SDN and FE World Congress, tell me about what's the latest advancements from Cloudify and F5 oh, that okay. are on display? Th that's uh, also a very good question. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, just yesterday we demoed an innovative solution. We Actually, not all workloads are born the same. And not all the nodes, even though they are off-the-shelf cards, they can have acceleration capabilities from Intel. So we demoed how we actually do the placement, the matchmaking, taking a workload that manifests itself that, for example, it needs CPU intensive and put it on a CPU pinning or a NUMA device. With F5, we actually demonstrated how we can do the encryption decryption, SSL offloading, and put it on a QAT uh, it's the quick assist from Intel that accelerates it, and we doubled the performance. Nice. 
Yeah, and this is going very nicely with Tosca because Tosca has something that is called requirements and capabilities. So the pod it manifests itself, the workload that it requires a QAT, and the node, I label the node with that this node of Kubernetes has QAT capabilities, and then I do the matchmaking. So everything end-to-end -end, uh, plays very well. Now, I know that Cloudify and F5 are both members of our Intel Network Builders program, and Shai was talking about the performance characteristics of optimizing for QAT. I know that F5 Networks has a tremendous history of working with Intel Absolutely. around performance optimization. Tell me why that's so critical in the capabilities that you're delivering. Well, I mean, we need to do incredibly complex things at line rate. We need to supply terabits of throughput. And so being able to utilize those functions is key. I think one of the big things, again, for service providers, the volumes of traffic are continuing to go up. Revenue is not going up at the same pace. And uh, ARPU is holding steady or declining. And when you think about the traditional Moore's Law, you, you guys are Intel, where you think about generalized compute getting faster and cheaper continuously, that's not happening as much anymore. And so you need to look to figure out ways to save enough money to continue to build your network to meet the demand without losing money. You need to find individual optimizations for specific kinds of workloads. And it's always been a challenge to figure out how to take something that's that specific and roll it out in a way that's manageable. And so I think what our demo really showed was a simple and effective method of using disparate hardware effectively, efficiently, simply, and putting the right workloads on the right nodes. And, you know, working around maybe some of the weaknesses in like a Kubernetes. For example, just one thing, you know, Kubernetes doesn't re-examine matchmaking. And so if you did place a workload that was optimized for QAT on a node that didn't have it, it would forever be there. Whereas if you have Cloudify involved, it can say, wait a second, a new node has come on with QAT, I'll replace that. And you end up utilizing your resources so much more effectively and efficiently. Nice example. And Shai, when you were talking earlier, you mentioned some customer examples. What are customers seeking in terms of these types of capabilities? And what has your experience been with comm service providers in where they're at on their journey of deployment for cloud native environments and where they would like to go? It very depends on their geography. In the States, they are very advanced. After that, Europe and Asia Pacific, many of them already moved to virtualization. Now, some of them are moving to containerized and Kubernetes. Everyone actually has Kubernetes, but that's not really in production. So they are moving to production. In production, you know, service providers have the five nines and the security and all this actually questionnaire about that they need to adhere to. So they are in the process of moving there. What I see, the challenging stuff, now everyone talks about 5G. It's the scale, first the scale, also the autonomy of things. So let's say we work also with uh, ships companies that, you know, a ship company comes to shore once a year. It's like the 5G and they need to manage the life cycle of the workload. So they need to do it actually autonomically on the ship itself. It's like this in the 5G. If something fails locally, so let's say tomorrow you have the automotive, the smart cities and everything, so you connect it to the MEC. So you need to have an orchestrator there, a local orchestrator, the one that has a very low footprint and knows to manage this. At the same time, it needs to be able to talk to the master orchestrator and get some new workflows and new blueprints. Blueprint is the definition of our work and the lifecycle operations. So the different blueprints and different new deployments on this. So the scale, I think the scale and the distribution is very challenging for them. 
And in the containerized world also, there are many challenges like the, in the old world, like security, like connectivity, what kind of network. So what we demonstrated here, Intel actually created Multus. It's, today, Kubernetes supports only one interface, CNI in, in one interface, mm-hmm. network interface. So with Multus, you have multiple, two interfaces or more. So you can create EPDK on one side, FLAN and on the other side, and you can connect it. Uh, and it's very mandatory for VNFs and network devices. Very nice. Final question for both of you. We're out of time. I'm sure that we've piqued a lot of folks' interests online about the products that you guys are delivering to the marketplace and how they can help the comm service providers move forward with their network transformation. Phil and Shai, can you please just provide a website where folks can go to connect with your teams and learn more about your solutions? Why don't you go first, Phil? Well, ours is simple. It's f5.com. Obviously, we do have specific NFE pages that are easily found using Google or via f5.com. But I think it's worth exploring around a little bit because F5 has a broad suite of products. But you can also go directly to the NFE pages. Yeah, for us, it's Cloudify.co. Cloudify is an open source orchestrator. So you have all the documentation, everything, uh, many examples, uh, many available plugins that we created, some other created, and we share it within the community. So Cloudify.co. Fantastic. Thanks so much, guys, for being on the show today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was great being here. Yeah.